We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up and welcome in to the latest OBR Film Breakdown. Hope this podcast finds you well. It's Jake Burns and Andrew Spade back with you. Uh, we are going to keep pushing forward and talk about cornerbacks in our position reviews, uh, a position of perceived strength. I think uh, I think that that would be the way most people would frame this. Three guys that uh, have a, a valuable, uh, I think, tag next to them, and then a young, promising corner in the mix as well. So I, I think that when you look at Andrew, how we started these is always a group grade. You're probably leaning into a strong grade naturally, right? The defense was pretty good this year from uh, the metrics perspective, but tell me this as I ask you for a grade, did the group leave you wanting more or were you satisfied with the performance of the top? Let's start with the top three Denzel, Obviously, Greg Newsome and then um, Martin Emerson. And we'll talk about the stats in a moment. But did you feel like they played up to par this year or did you find yourself wanting more? Two of the three met my expectations. My expectations for Denzel Ward have kind of moderated with time because of the the fact that you know he's going to miss time every year with an injury. And there there will be occasional lapses that allow plays to occur. He's not. He is not flawless, right? And I don't think we we talked about this before the season. He's not really in the conversation in top five NFL quarterback talk at this point, you know, because you've got younger guys like Pat Sertan and Sauce Gardner that come into the league, uh, and then some guys that have been there for as long as Ward has that are still probably doing it better. And so there's just not room for him in the top five. So you don't need him to be top five. You need him to be you know, top 10, top 15 ish. And and I think he was definitely that. So that I, I think he met my expectations. Like I said, they're a little bit modulated and, and obviously the, the contract piece is a different conversation, but in terms of just performance on the field, he met my expectations. I think Martin Emerson actually probably exceeded my expectations. I, I expected that the war was open to the possibility that he would take a step back after having such a strong rookie year. You wouldn't be surprised if a guy in his position 
took a little bit of a step back in his sophomore campaign, but he was he was really good. And then, so I really think if it's I'm grading those two as the starting cornerbacks, I'm giving them an A. I, I think they played well enough to deserve an A. Greg Newsom is the sticking point here as a first round pick with his pedigree the production is not what it needs to be. I, I just think, I think it's as simple as that. He is unfortunately also the target of a lot of criticism online that probably isn't deserved, but enough of it is in terms of just not being quick enough to close on the ball, not seeing route concepts develop in real time. You can, you can watch him be two steps slow live on, on a lot of plays um, that's just not good enough for a cornerback picked in the first round. Even if it was the back half of the first round towards the end, it's not good enough. And that's, so that brings, I think the grade down to a B plus, And then we would have a, a further conversation about what the depth looked like, because I think there's some, there's some ups and downs there for sure. But, uh, I, I think I would stay at a, at a B plus for the, for the, for the room overall, because it was driven by the play of the first two guys, but Ward and Emerson, and they deserve all the praise they're getting. So you see a lot of people around the league. Uh, I guess I should first echo what you said. Yes, I agree. Um, B plus feels they were good. Were they great? They teetered on great, I think, at different moments of the year. But there were also some games where they blew some coverages that those guys were directly involved in. I think that there were moments in man to man where there were like some miscommunication or just, and that's a tough job playing man to man in the NFL um, that the things caught up with him. But I think you, you hit the biggest sticking point right where it needs to be hit, which is Greg Newsom. It's abundantly clear two years into the Newsom experience. He's not an inside corner and they're forced to do this with him because he's the best option they have to do it. So I again ask the big question as we as we move into the who stays and who leaves realm of this conversation. Are you of the belief that they should still be holding on to these guys for depth? We did see Denzel miss some games again, right? He played 14. Newsom played 15. Obviously, Cameron Mitchell's the fourth guy. He he missed some games. Emerson did play all 17, right? Um include if you take out the the Cincinnati game and include the playoffs right but like i think where it gets tricky is thinking that there's like a one for one value for Greg Newsom so you listen to people talk around the league i think i i'm not sure who was looking uh, uh, the, the from the national perspective combing through depth charts it might have been Mina Kimes who mentioned as you're looking at draft needs, I keep going to teams and seeing corner is it a draft a, need. Yep. Yeah. And you have a guy with, you know, Greg Newsom's pedigree in a year, you can point to other teams and say, look what he did his rookie year at outside corner. We just haven't been able to fit him in to that role as a baseline slot corner. He did get better. The tackling is still a major concern. He's just not, we talked about Mike Hilton the other day when we're talking about um, you know, the, the idea of some of these guys who could get cut as cap casualty guys, and you just look at the physicality that it takes to play that role. Now, his defense 
structurally Jim Schwartz asked him to do less of this, but it is just a necessity at times. He is quite clearly not physical enough to do it. There is still value for this type of player on your roster because he can go outside. They did at times throw him outside mixed results because it's tough to to shift your frame of mind in and out of that during a game. But like where I'm at with it, it's just abundantly clear two years into this, he's not going to ever thrive, at least not for the immediate Was your, as you're making decisions on a fifth year option. So I think what I would be doing if I were the Browns is just dangling him out there as much as I can and trying to see what sort of conversations happen. Like, I guess what I'm asking you, Andrew, are you taking a third round pick for him? Would you take a second round pick for him? And then like, if you're getting a position back, like what sort of position are you trying to get? Because you look at, we're going to talk about in a minute, there's some draftable corners here in range that can be of interest in the Browns. This is their strength. This is what they're good at drafting corners. And they have to recognize that, right? Yeah. Could you talk uh, a Brad Holmes uh, of the lions into trading their first for Newsom and the Browns second? Something like that. Like, is the, I think the, where my mind goes is, can is there a creative solution to this that isn't trying to get the single highest draft pick you can? Because I think you're right. That probably caps out at a low second, early third. So is there a way that you can kind of use these, these uh, pick swaps or different mechanisms for a different player, as you mentioned, where you're getting more value for the player than you would be if you're just trying to auction him off, so to speak, to the to the pick that gets that gets the most does the most numbers. So that's kind of my hope is that Andrew Barry is going to be a little creative with this. I'm not. I, I'm. You know what? This isn't a situation where you take what you can get. Obviously, there needs to be a price. But I'll say this: they need to move on from Greg Newsom this offseason. Okay. And and so there's a like you can you can say that and also say only at a certain price, which is what I'm saying. But they need to be fully in the camp of this isn't like bowl you over two first rounders and we'll let them walk. This is like find a find a fit. Because your point, and I think the most salient point here, is that he's playing worse at outside corner the more he plays inside. So the Browns' worst fear should be Denzel Ward gets hurt next year and they put Newsom on the outside for four or five or six games and he's a piece of toast. And all of a sudden he's worthless, essentially, right? Where he's he's a player that's not getting his fifth-year option even picked up. But I think they have to make that decision this offseason, don't they? They do. So so they pick up his fifth-year option and then, range. Yeah. and then he's a piece of toast, right? And now you're holding on to an asset just kind of like Jed Wills, where you've got him under contract for a, a juicy number in 25, and nobody wants him. Because they, they listen, we've seen them walk down that path with Baker Mayfield, and they're currently walking down that path with Jedrick Wills. They need to make a decision right here, right now. Make that fifth-year option somebody else's problem. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So, why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view, which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money. Right, It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right, So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that GameTime app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets. Create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account. Redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com. It is GameTime.co. But I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon, using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's just one of the few spots where I think that you, you look at all of the stuff around it, keeping that number off your books, you know, taking a player who does have some evidence of being a functional and not just functional. He was, he was pretty good. His rookie season as an outside corner, you can point back to that data and you also can lean into what you're really good at as a drafting or even signing somebody as an organization, right? So the only player of question here who stays and goes is Newsom. I align with you on this. I understand the injury history. I understand everything surrounding it. But Martin Emerson has been a durable football player, and Denzel Ward misses like a couple games a year. It's not the end of the world. So you need to draft and lean into your ability to do that or continue to look at those those 
fringe veterans that can come in, these guys who go into other places across the division where we see them find success, like what Ronald Darby did in Baltimore this year or what Pittsburgh got out of like Patrick Peterson and some others, like just a functional player in a spot of need if you if you have that, right? If you can improve wide receiver through Greg Newsom, if you can improve you know, your draft position or add an additional pick or two. And I'm not sure what other positions you would be. Maybe a defensive tackle of some kind, right? Could like a guy who was malcontent. I mentioned the other day, Jonathan Allen in Washington. Could he be a guy who Washington is willing to take back Greg Newsom and a fourth round pick or something? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing. That sort of creativity things. though. Yes. That's what that, they need. That's what, that's they, what need. they can do here to, to push forward. A, a better situation at another position an edge in the, in the market. That's like, you know, discontent there too. There's a lot of opportunity there. Or like we said, I said a minute ago, a veteran wide receiver, there could be something there. Yeah. Over the cap has projections for 50 year options for the 21 draft class right yeah. now. Uh, Newsom because of his playing time is at $12 million. Yep. You just cannot pay Greg Newsom $12 million next year. And they have to make that decision this off season. So you, you can't you can't do that. It doesn't make any sense for the way they've built this team. You've got a better cornerback on a cheaper deal. So take your found money. Yeah. Find a different place for Newsom. Get as much value as you can because you can still tell the story this offseason that he's being played out of position and he's still a good outside cornerback. But I'm telling you, that story gets harder to tell year after year. And as the price tag goes up, it also gets harder to tell. So this is their window for solving it. And as you keep saying, Jake, the, Newsom is an asset. And they are, I mean, one of the things that you reflect on when you start thinking about where other teams are in this offseason, where the Browns are, they are very, very asset poor for this offseason specifically because the cap number is small, even with the restructures, and the draft capital just is not there. So they need to find a way to create some assets Trading Greg Newsom is is one of the surest ways to to finding their way into either another veteran player or another draft pick in the top one hundred. Greg Newsom's age. You want to take a guess on that? I think he's twenty four. He's on the cusp of turning twenty four in May. Mm-hmm. So like he is still a really young. I mean, guys are getting drafted at twenty four. Yeah, totally. He's he's valuable. He is valuable in this league. Like you said before, the need is there for a lot of teams. They should not have trouble finding a suitor. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Yep, and then and then like we said, you're you're looking at Cam Mitchell, a young corner, who has some ability. We saw mm-hmm. last year, and then you're you're either signing a cheaper veteran nickel, which they are not saying it's in an abundance here, but I am saying that is a guy on the market every year mm-hmm. that does that role effectively. So, or you sign a, a cheaper outside guy, and Mitchell's your nickel. I think either way, you're you're on a path. Maybe yeah. the guy you sign has inside outside versatility. It, trading Newsom actually gives them more options here, right? I, I, yeah, I agree. They're, they are, they're bound up by the fact that they've got three cornerbacks the way that they've got. So I, it, it will be a source of deep frustration to me if they go through this offseason and pick up that option. The more that we're talking about, the more worked up I'm getting, Jake. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, Mike Ford, uh, other guys kind of on the fringe. Mike Ford, Khalif Alassi, uh Vincent Gray, and that's it, those three. I mean, Ford – Played 114 pass snaps this year, 108 coverage snaps. Way too prefer, many, Jake. Way prefer, too many. I'd prefer to not see him do that next year if they can. Um, Way too many, man. This is 
I, I'm sorry to jump in, but this oh, is good. this is the other thing with this group that that is killing me is you need to be able to find a guy that can play special teams that can also play cornerback. If you, that 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 player exists, I know that player exists, and the fact that Mike Ford played a hundred some snaps in coverage this year, it just is. It's not. It's not cool. It's just yeah. not cool. Yeah, they can't settle for that again. They they again, if they're taking away Newsom and you're adding somewhere else, then they need to be aggressive in the in the bargain bin corner market to make up for that. So, free agents in the corner market that are realistic possibilities right at the top of it we've gone over these jalen johnson legerius Sneed, and some others um in the realm of like cheaper deals steven nelson had a pretty nice year last year for houston two years seven and a quarter projection kenny moore really strong slot corner uh, had a great year last year he's 30 but that doesn't matter to me these guys in the slot find like their sea legs at 30 Two years, six and um, some change. Two years, 13 and a half total, $8 million guaranteed. Six and some change per year. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, young player, 26. Right? Sean Murphy Bunting. You, there's, um, you know, Miles Bryant, Ronald Darby, who we just... Nixon's a returner, too. Spoke about right on. Yeah, and Jordan Lewis and, and, and some others. There are some value-free agents to be had here in that role. I am not even remotely concerned about it you can find somebody in the draft it is a pretty as far as pro football focus ranks these guys pretty good corner draft right at the top you got like cooper DeGene, the iowa product nate wiggins from clemson quinion mitchell from toledo the two alabama teammates terry and arnold and kool-aid mckinstry kool-aid mckinstry immediately enters the name the name pantheon in the nfl upon being selected but then there's he was born there the uh, yeah the uh the Missouri kid Ennis Rakestraw Jr. like is a also another a candidate man. yeah fantastic so, so good uh but then there's so many interesting ones like T.J. Tamp out of Iowa State the Mike uh, Sandstrow kid out of uh, he's a little older but man you talk about a guy who could come in and play slot for you right away out That's of Michigan my guy. That's yeah my guy. he's 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 available in the in the fifty range on some rankings I think you could probably see a world where since he's kind of slot dependent is a guy that's maybe there in the 85 to if you move around some picks early 100 range cam Hart from Notre Dame, Renardo green, who had a really good tape against the LSU receivers. A guy that I'm also very interested in was pretty good at the senior bowl. Jarvis Brownlee, the Louisville product, physical, physical dude. And he's not very old. So he's interesting to me. Uh, Kalen King, another youngster from Penn state, only 21. So again, a lot of options, and they draft it well. The path to improvement and what we envision is probably one and the same. You have to move Newsom for something that gives you an advantage somewhere else. And I would prefer, Andrew, with the, with the slew of picks they have in a deep-ish cornerback draft, they sign a cheap vet and they draft a corner because they're go. just good at it. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that that's the path that they should be going? I think that's great. I think they can. I think they can double dip here, save money, create an asset that helps a different part of the team and have a better group next year in performance than they do than they did this year, barring some catastrophic injury. Yeah. But Ward Emerson is your unquestioned starters with a, a player who is comfortable in the nickel is going to be a better starting three in 24 than what they put, put out there in 23. It's, it, it's, I feel so confident about that. I, I, I'm sure of that. 
And I will be interested to see if, if based on who they either sign or draft, it does give some indicators of upticking zone. They played a lot of man, which I like, and you really play man when you have three cover corners you think can do that. So is there a way that they're going to tell us they're going to be a bit more diverse in their approach by who they sign or who they ultimately draft? That's something to pay attention to because I think you and I could agree being like, you know what we're doing. We know what you're doing. You don't, we don't care that you know what we're doing. Type man-to-man team is great until you run into somebody who knows how to manipulate it really well. And you have to have a plan B, which the Browns did not have a very functional plan B against Houston. And I think that's what Jim Schwartz should be circling on his whiteboard all the time this offseason. So it's another diversification, man. It's another reason to move on from Newsom because he he is often lost in zone coverage. Agreed. It's just not good enough. Just not good enough, especially when you know you're picking up twelve million and a guy's just he has to play out of position here. He has to play at a position he's not as good as another one. And to your point, which I think was well said, his performance in the slot, his dedication to trying that, directly impacting the performance of what he should be doing all the time and playing outside corner. And this should be something – I know Newsom got really spicy about that. Yes. Uh, contract, yes. Yes. You know, the, the trade request last year. He should be – I was about he, to say. He should yeah, want this too. He should want it. That's where the money <laughs> is made, man. He should be wanting to go somewhere he yeah. can play outside. Like you said, he's young. He probably can get two more contracts in this league if he can be even a serviceable outside corner. But yeah, if you're a nickel 100%. and you're playing the way he's playing, you're not going to get many more bites of the apple. Yeah, you're playing in a high volatility position there. Like if you miss a tackle because you're in the fit, you're getting picked on, right? If you miss if you miss a coverage because you're in the slot, turns in. I mean, it's just that's why that position is turnover bound. Like you go through guys, and you don't find very many who are very good at it because it takes like a mean, nasty son of a bitch to do it all the time. And that's just not his mo. And that's okay. So I look at Detroit. Maybe they would. Maybe the Lions would give uh, Donovan Peoples Jones for him. What do you think of that? Is that a trade they could do? You know, I'm just I mean, kidding. I, how, what's what's Amon Ross St. Brown doing these days? Uh, yeah. I, big Why picture. I, I'm just thinking. I'm struck here, Jake, because last year, this time, we felt really good about a few free agent signings that seemed like a real like lock and a key fit for the Browns. Right? Obo mm-hmm. uh, Okoronkwo was one of them. Uh, I, and I'm blanking on the other name that we felt pretty confident about. The Elijah Moore move had been telegraphed for a while. One Thornhill. A little, Thornhill. One. That was the other one where we yeah. felt like we had a good feel of the the pulse of those weeks before free agency started. This is the move, this Newsome trade that feels the most like that to me of anything we've talked about through this entire series. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like there that does not feel like there's two options here. And and I think we think this we think this front office is very smart. And we think we may maybe incorrectly think we're pretty smart. <laughs> and and so this is where when it feels so obvious, this is when you like to see the thing that feels super obvious get done by the team that you're analyzing, right? I think it's one of those moments. We haven't had a lot of those when we've had these conversations, like with defensive tackle, with edge, they, there's a few different paths they can take and it's hard to pin down. Are they going to go cheap veteran? Are they really going to invest more? What are they going to do at wide receiver? They can go through the draft. They can maybe take a, a swing on a more expensive player via trade. This one feels pretty cut and dry. Get cheaper at the position by moving on from noose and saving yourself the fifth year option. And like you said, draft because you know you can do it well. Find a cheap veteran who's maybe trying to turn his career around, wants to play in this sort of a man-to-man system. 
it, it the, the puzzle pieces on this fit together really, really nicely. Yeah. And so this is the one of all the things we've talked about through this whole series. This is one I feel really comfortable expecting to happen. Yeah. How that comes to fruition will be one of the most important pendulum swings of the off season, who they get, who they improve, or if they gather more assets it has to happen. Now, I would be, I would be disappointed if that deal doesn't happen. I think that's fair to say they got to figure it out. Um, all right, listen, that's that's the vision. That's the path to improvement. We kind of mapped out who stays and goes. It's an important position group who played pretty damn well last year, but is is probably able to use an asset, still come out at least the same level. And there's a chance if they get a really strong slot corner that you could be better than last year, which is also exciting at the same time. So a lot of potential within the cornerback room. It's going to be intriguing how that one shakes out. Like Andrew said, I think we do have a good feel for the biggest decision they have to make with that group. Let's just see what sort of thing they pull off. We will be closely watching. All right, we have safeties to go over, which we'll do, and we'll probably tie in special teams at the end of safeties. We're almost through our position reviews, and then we are going to get into real nitty-gritty free agency previews and stuff of that nature and do some more mock drafts on the show as well. So it's exciting stuff. We're getting close. Thanks for hanging out today, stopping by, listening to the show. Andrew and I really appreciate you making it a part of your day. Rate and review if you can, as we always say, and join the OBR.com, the largest online community of Browns fans you will find. It'll be well worth your time to support the local journalism. We appreciate it very much. Have a fantastic one. Be well. Go Browns.